0: Hey, good afternoon. Welcome in to the Burgers Smokehouse, PowerMizzou.com dance class. I forgot to put the final score up. Most of you probably know it. It was Missouri 93, South Carolina 78 in Columbia, South Carolina today. Missouri ends a three-game losing streak in this one. Did it in impressive fashion. Jumped out to a 45-26 lead. South Carolina hit a three-pointer at the buzzer in the first half to cut the halftime lead to 16 it got down to seven, and then Missouri did what it hasn't done lately. It answered. Jeremiah Tillman hit two free throws. Drew Smith got a steal, a layup, a foul, made the free throw to put Missouri up 12. South Carolina was never within, single, uh, never within 10 points again. Mizzou cruises to a 93-78 win, season high for points in regulation. Missouri did score 102 against TCU earlier this year, but That took overtime. They had just 89 in regulation. Uh, They had 91 against Oral Roberts in the season opener. So Missouri, a season-best offensive output, shot nearly 58% from the floor. Jeremiah Tillman didn't miss a shot on the day. Five players in double figures. Tillman and Drew Smith had 17. Xavier Pinson had 16. Mark Smith, 13. And Kobe Brown, 12. So Missouri, a huge win that... Stops the bleeding. And look, this isn't a great South Carolina team, right? I'm I'm not gonna throw parades for Missouri beating South Carolina. They'd already done that once this year, eighty-one seventy in Columbia, Missouri. South Carolina is now five and eleven on the year, three and nine in SEC play. They're gonna be playing on day one of the SEC tournament. In all likelihood, they're they're not a great team. But guess what? Neither's Georgia. Neither's Mississippi State. Neither's Auburn. Uh, Missouri needed this win. They needed to get back and, and just kind of feel what it was like to come up on the good side of things. Uh, they'll, they'll play Ole Miss on Tuesday. We'll talk about this as we go on, but, but this game basically put Missouri on lock status for the NCAA tournament, I think. They probably need to win one more game, A- and that'll do it. Win one more, and, and you're in the tournament. And once you're in the tournament, anything can happen. You know, doesn't necessarily matter. What number is next to your name? Now, it does matter. Obviously, you, you want to win games, uh, and the higher you're seated, the better chance you have to do that. But I'm just saying, once you're in, weird things happen in the NCAA tournament. Missouri is right on the edge of being in. Uh, real quick, before we really get into the meat of this thing, no pun intended, but pun happened, uh, I want to thank Burger Smokehouse, the sponsor of our postgame show every single day. Well, not every day, but every day Missouri plays. Uh, Burger Smokehouse helps us out by making this possible. They help you guys out by keeping you fed. Uh, great pulled pork, brisket, ribs, sausage, all kinds of stuff. Uh, smoked ham, smoked turkey, whatever you want. Burger Smokehouse is the place you need to get it. You can do that at smokehouse.com. You can do it at grocery stores all over the state of Missouri. You can even go visit their facility in California, Missouri, where the third and fourth generations of the burger family run the business. The Smokehouse is actually physically located down there in California, a little bit southwest of Columbia, Missouri, about a 45-minute trip from here. You can get there if you would like to do so but also again just the convenience of going online at smokehouse.com or going to the grocery store so thanks to burgers want you guys to make sure to check them out look this show will go till 4:35 o'clock after that somebody will need to get dinner ready maybe you just want to throw something quick in the oven or in the microwave uh, you can do that thanks to burger smokehouse so what we always do And I see we've got comments and and questions and such building up over in the chat. Appreciate that. We will open up the Skype line here and take some calls in a few minutes. But what we always do to start is hear from the head coach. Conzo Martin won for the 250th time as a head coach today, 93-78 over South Carolina. We'll uh, let you guys hear from him. Just uh, wrapped up his postgame press conference a couple minutes ago
1: uh, from Columbia. Conzo, you called a timeout. I think less than two minutes into that second half. I guess what kind of did you see to to prompt that, and what made this this uh, second half different than some of the recent ones?
2: Well, again, I, I, there there have probably been five games where I've seen that, and just what happens sometimes. You hope the maturity kicks in, and hadn't been the case. So it just is a case of let's get a timeout, let's let's settle down, execute what we're trying to do, play with some energy, and more or less just to regroup. Uh, And and I thought the guys settled in and and did what we needed to do to be successful.
1: Colin. Yeah,
0: Coach, when uh, Carolina got within seven there in the second half, Mark Smith and and Drew really powered you guys forward. Just what did you see from them today in that senior experience and kind of taking the bull by the horns? Like you said, you wanted some people to do.
2: Well, what happens when when we move the ball and we share the ball the way we share it today, then – that's In most cases, that you, that's what you'll see from Mark Smith and Drew Smith because now they're getting shots, they're getting opportunities as opposed to trying to hunt for shots. And, I, and Drew's obviously better at making plays off the dribble and facilitating than Mark is. But Mark needs to have the ball to be able to make shots and make plays. And once he's doing that, he's getting out running the passing lane, and he's a very effective basketball player. But but if he's not getting shots, he's standing, then it makes it hard. Now all of a sudden you're talking about a guy that wants to shoot the ball. Now he, he's rushing and forcing opportunities. But I, but I thought we did a great job as a team, and I, and it really starts with X and um. Drew Buggs, they did a great job facilitating and moving the ball. And then, again, Jeremiah's presence alone, um, and, and I feel like he was, if you had to pick four guys in our conference, MVP-level guys, he was that guy before he left. And, and when and, and if he's making free throws like that, it's extremely hard. Dave, Mattie?
0: Yeah, Conzo, I was going to ask you about Jeremiah. What did you expect from him today? And just to see him not miss a shot in 20 minutes and, especially 7-7 seven, seven from the foul line. Could you have expected
2: that kind of poise? Well, the thing was just, just to play hard, he, he's back in the fold because the, the truth be told, sometimes a week off is a good thing. And of course, he, he, had a, he had a loss in the final, but but to get off your legs, to be banged up a week off, I, I think you should have that in, in, in conference play anyway, have a week off just to regroup. So sometimes those fresh legs are a good thing, and, and again, he had a chance to be with his family to gather his thoughts and uh, – of course his teammates welcomed him back and and, and it, 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 there were no expectations for us as a staff just to play as hard as you can play we'll get you in and get you out. Go ahead.
0: Hey Conjo I just wondered what the locker room felt like did it, did the team feel the weight of the losing streak?
2: Again I, I, I've i never been a guy because I've lost and I'm not sure that's a good thing to say it like that I, I, you know it's life man but I I've never got consumed like that to say, man, how's the pulse of the guys? Because I, I don't press hard. We're not beating them up. Like what happened? You, you know, so if, if you're a competitive player, it's already tough. It doesn't matter what Coaster says to me. I'm already upset. So so what happens? I, I drop a 50-pound brick on their back on top of the loss. And that, that, what does that do? If you're a competitor, now if you're not a competitive player, then you're in the wrong locker room, and we have to make the necessary adjustments. But most cases, competitive basketball players, guys that feel the pain, you, you, you let them know this is what we need to correct, this is what we need to do. And the one thing about our guys, and I said it to them, you know, a couple of days before and I said it last night, the thing about our team, man, we lose in most cases, though we're playing against an opponent, I'm, I want to be respectful here. Of Oftentimes we lose, it has a lot to do with us. Outside, I, I'll give credit, you know, Tennessee at our place and Ole Miss at their place. Other than that, man, we lose games. In most cases, we might as well look in the mirror. Ben Patterson? So
0: they got the lead down to seven at one point, and there was kind of a sequence there where, Jeremiah hit two big free throws, and then Drew Smith had the steal and the and one at the other end. It got back to double digits and didn't get below it. How big were, you, were those plays back-to-back to kind of stop the momentum there?
2: It was great for our guys to get that win uh, because we've been in those situations before, and they, and they kind of went south on us, and we, we won our share, but you know some went south on us, but just to regroup. Settle down. Let's lock in on what we need to do and find a way to win the game. Because, again, you don't want to be in that situation, but it'll help you down the road because you've been there. And then we had different guys on the floor, and I think it helps to obviously get Torrance Watson major minutes in those situations because he's put the work in, and to see him make shots and be a part of that's a good thing. Gabe?
0: Conzo, you talked yesterday about Jeremiah's situation having an impact not just on him, but, but on the locker room and the other guys. I mean, did you see – Did you sense anything from the other guys just having him back before you even took the floor today?
2: Oh, without a doubt, man. Again, it's like your brother because, again, and I said it to you guys before, so you don't have to write about this because I want to be respectful, but Ole Miss won the basketball game. But, you know, the guys felt the pulse of that, man. It's one of your guys. That's fine. It's must-ups, man, and just go do this, and that's hard. Then all of a sudden you have two games, and I felt like, you know, the home game and on the road, games we still should have won without him, We didn't. But to have him back, it's like, man, it's one of our guys. We, 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 because we feel what he feels. Though it's not our blood relationship, we feel that because that's our guy. So to have him back, you're in know, fold, you're good, you're okay, okay, let's roll. And that, that's all it was. Of course, they're happy to have him back. Aaron?
0: Coach, 250 career wins. you stop and smell the roses at all, or am I I'm breaking some news to you?
2: I just, truthfully, I just found out after the game. Um, you know, man, I just, I'm grateful. It's hard for me to always say thank you when people say congratulations. It's hard, man, because, you know, just, man, I appreciate all of it. You got to keep plugging on. as a long life, and I also know there are more important things. And again, I'm grateful, so I'm, I want to be clear. I know there are more important things in life than me winning some ball games, man. You know, just, but I, but I, I, I truly appreciate all of them because they're so hard to come by, and uh, we just keep plugging along, but, I, but I'm grateful. Eric.
0: Conzo, remember you said three weeks ago against TCU, you know, when Tillman scored, I think it was 33 and Pinson had 36. You just can't expect that every night. Is five guys scoring between a dozen and
3: 17 where you vision this team kind of going offensively? Oh, yeah, I'll,
2: I'll take that. I'll take that. Now, there, there might be nice guys to do that because last year, a couple, several games, Drew Smith and X was scoring the ball. So I, I have no problem with that. But I think our balance comes in both sides of the basketball. We defending, we playing hard, then we can have balance. We get those live ball turnovers, they score on the ball, bad shots. Uh, because the ball isn't moving. That's when we struggle as a team. We keep that ball flying through there, keep bodies moving, with different team. Yeah. Conzo, you touched on this a bit, but how encouraging was it uh, for you to see the team respond like they did after the league got down to seven? It was good, man. You know, and truthfully, man, I, I tell you, I don't mind those situations, I don't. I don't want to be in them, but I don't mind it because, man, that's that's life stuff, man. Those, those are stories you tell 10 or 15 down the road, and they, and they build character, they build a level of toughness, grit, strength, all those things, man, that, that you'll need down the road in life. Nate?
1: kanza you, you've talked about the importance of X to the offense and 16 points and no turnovers today. What,
2: what did you see from wow. him? Wow. Oh, that was a good day then. Uh, uh, just, man, it, it's, it's simply that. It's, I, I, thought, I thought this was one of his best efforts in a long time, meaning on the defense side of the ball. I really did, and I could see that. And it's not like somebody on staff, t- I, I saw that. And that was the result of it, man. It just, I think with him, when he takes pride at playing defense and doing those things, he's a different player and we're a different team. And that's what we need from him. And he can't compromise that part. He has to take pride on the defense side of the ball because he can score the ball. And I think sometimes he has careless turnovers, and they're just simply focusing concentration. Nathan.
1: Hey, Coach. So your team had a lot of players in the front court, like Kobe, Mitch, and Parker, who all stepped up without Jeremiah. How did it feel to have those guys sort
0: of working more in the rotation with more touches alongside Jeremiah in his return?
2: I thought it was good, man. I think Kobe's had you know three 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 good games. He's playing well. He's scoring the ball. He's aggressive. Uh, it just helps, man. I, I'm not sure how much Parker got done offensively for his numbers, but it's a fact that we got to find a way to keep him in the fold. We have to. He's a, he's a talented kid, a young man. Aaron, do you have
0: one? All right, so Conzo Martin from Columbia, South Carolina. Again, that wrapped up just um probably 15, 20 minutes ago, something like that. So uh we jump on here. We always start the show by letting you hear from the head coach and his impressions of the game. And uh I, I think he saw what we all saw, right? Um, hey, when your best players play well. You're probably going to win a lot of basketball games. Uh, we just popped the uh, phone number there up on the screen. It's 573-234-4935. If you want to call us, always first priority is the phone calls. If you call in, we will jump to uh, the phone calls. We'll stop what we're talking about. We'll stop answering the questions in the chat. We'll talk to you on the line. So if you want to call in, it's open now. Don't have to wait. If you call in later, hey, sometimes you might have to wait. If you hear me talking to somebody else when when I when the phone picks up just hang with us we'll get to you I'll call out your area code and and we'll get to your question I promise we always get to every phone call we never leave the uh never leave people hanging on the phone lines and in the show so if you want to call in please do 234-4935 here on burgers smokehouse and powermazoo.com's dance class so uh, again Jeremiah Tillman look I don't want to make it this simple. I said after Tuesday night against Georgia, I'm not going to let you get away with saying they lost that game because Jeremiah Tillman wasn't there. And I'm not going to say the only reason they won today's game is because Jeremiah Tillman was there. But with Tillman in the lineup, whether he plays good, bad, or indifferent, Missouri's 14-4 and four this year. And without him, they're 0-2. Uh, today, he was... Look, I don't think it was his best game, but it was by far his most efficient game. In 21 minutes, he was 5 of 5 from the floor, 7 of 7 from the line, 17 points, 4 rebounds, 1 block, 1 turnover. Oh, by the way, 0 fouls. He didn't commit one. Missouri committed 20 fouls. Jeremiah Tillman didn't have one. Now, actually, I bet if he was honest, Konzo Martin would tell you he'd like to see a foul or two on Tillman because that meant he was aggressive and going at it on defense. Um, but... You can, if he goes 7-for-7 seven seven from the line and 5-for-5 and five from, five from the field, like Missouri's going to win a whole lot of games that way. Uh, the, the top three players, we've said all along, the guys that are going to figure out where this team goes, Drew Smith, Jeremiah Tillman, Xavier Pinson. Those three combined for 50 points on 17-of-30 shooting. Uh, let's see what the total was. 4-for-9 from three-point range, 10-for-10 10 10 from the free-throw line, Drew Smith had seven assists. Tillman had four rebounds. Pinson didn't have a turnover. And Pinson had two steals. Uh, Drew Smith had two steals. That's a pretty good day out of your best players. Drew Smith led the way in plus-minus at plus 17. Mark Smith, plus 17. Um, This was probably – I haven't looked at box scores, but this was probably Missouri's most balanced effort of the season. They not only got Tillman, Pinson, and Drew Smith – but they got Mark Smith as that fourth guy. They got Kobe Brown as that fifth guy. And, and Kobe, actually, he ended the game with 12 points, but he had 10 of those points in the first eight minutes. He had 10 of Missouri's first 20 points while other guys were, were kind of getting their feet wet and all that. So, you know, just uh, all around a good effort against a team that you should have a good effort against. South Carolina's not good. That's okay. Just beat the bad teams, you're going to be in good shape. Beat the bad teams, you're going to be in the NCAA tournament with a chance to win some more games against good teams. So uh, that's, that's all Missouri really has to do from here on out, to be quite honest with you. Uh, once again, phone lines open if you want to call in. But uh, while we wait to see if anybody does want to call in, and hey, I understand maybe you don't want to talk to me. But if you want to talk to me, you can. But um, we'll we'll run through uh, through some of the comments. And and Derek Vaughn first up says, hopefully this rights the ship, and that certainly would be the goal, right? Um, in and of itself, a ninety three seventy eight win over South Carolina. A lot of teams are going to beat South Carolina. But some games are a little bigger than others. And this one ended a three-game losing streak. And momentum matters in college sports. There is no question that it does. So this one was big for momentum. And we're going to go to the first call of the day from the 301 area code. Who am I talking to? Hey,
1: Gabe. Jacob from D.C. Back from the abyss. Happy to add one to the win column. A couple quick questions. So, one, uh, following up on your point about, what was it, five people in double digits?
0: Yeah, five five players in double figures, all between 12 and 17.
1: Would, have we even had a game this year, and you probably don't know off the top of your head, but where we've even had four? It just seems weird with such a well-balanced team that we haven't had one of these games until this late in the season.
0: Yeah, you're right. I don't know off the top of my head. I would bet that there have been games with four. Uh, I'm going to kind of look through some box scores. I mean, they they scored 91 in the opening game against Oral Roberts. So, yeah, they had four Mm -hmm. in that one. Pinson, Mark Smith, Drew Smith, and uh, and Pickett were all in double figures. So, I think they've had some with four, but I'd be willing to bet they haven't had any with
1: five. No, I, I I would venture to say that that's probably true. Uh, So two questions. One, are we in the top 25 uh, when the poll comes out on Monday, your educated guess?
0: I'd have to look at what the the teams below Missouri did this week. My guess is no. Uh, My guess is they're going to fall out. Uh, I mean, they'll still get some Mm -hmm. votes. uh, And this might keep them in, but this is kind of a – this win isn't going to offset losing to Georgia. Um, everybody Missouri should have been two and zero this week and and wasn't. My guess is they're going to yeah. fall out by a spot or two and have to kind of win their way back in by beating Ole Miss and and A and M next week. But uh, they could hang on at like twenty four or twenty
1: five. No, no, makes sense. And you know, hopefully, hopefully, maybe Tennessee's a team that team that dropped out after they're uh, uh, yeah. dropping to to Kentucky. Um, but. The one thing uh, that I have to ask you that's a bit more of a longer-form question, and I'll I'll hang up and listen as you sort of dive into it, as I imagine you will uh, throughout the uh, show today, is can you take me through sort of best-case, worst-case scenario for these final four games and sort of how you see the seeding playing out for the SEC tournament? Uh, I'm not sure exactly where we are now, but (laughs) if we win out, do we still have that Sort of easy, easy quote unquote right. road to the four seed.
0: Yeah, I mean the SEC tournament is going to be a mess. And yeah, Jacob, I appreciate it, man. And I, and I'll kind of run through it as as best as I can right now. In the, you. I, I appreciate the call, Jacob. Thanks for kicking things off, man. And and uh, so right now in the SEC. The standings are these: Alabama is thirteen and one. They are going to win the league. The magic number to clinch is one. I mean, at some point, probably by midweek, they'll have the one seed locked up. Arkansas is nine and four. LSU is about to go to nine and four because they're just destroying Auburn right now. They're up twenty-two in the first half. Last I looked, so they're going to be nine and four. Those two teams certainly inside track to a top four seed. But then fourth place. Right now is Tennessee at eight and six. Florida's probably going to be seven and five after today. Missouri's seven and six. Ole Miss is seven and six right now. We'll either be seven and seven or eight and six by the end of the day. Kentucky seven and seven. Georgia at six and nine is kind of slipping out of the picture here. So in all likelihood, that last spot is going to come down to Tennessee, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, Kentucky. Um that's what, five teams for the four seeds. Uh, If Missouri wins out, they've got a win over Florida. Um, They've got a a win over Ole Miss. Um, And the key thing, they've already beaten Kentucky, so they win a tiebreaker with Kentucky. The key thing for Missouri in all this seeding is this. They have a win over Alabama. So the way tiebreakers work, and and I'll get back to running through this after this call, but we're going to go to the 229 area code real quick. Who am I talking with?
3: Uh, this is Aaron. I'm feeling much better than that that UGA game. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, a
0: little um, better feeling today, huh?
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm off the ledge now, and I think some of it had to do. I'm in Georgia, you know. Right, and That right. that one that one, uh, bothered me more than others because. Um, but to, you know, sometimes going through a really dark spot, the lowest point. You know, I'm, I think we can look back to this UGA game and say, "Oh, this was a turnaround point," and I think bugs was real stabilizer there when they got the game under you know up to seven yeah and and so i think they learned something you know when when they you know pinson sometimes starts to take ill-advised shots you know just take them out buzz comes in not gonna score but he's gonna he's gonna get the ball movement going and i think they found something with him and kobe brown another interior score i'm I'm encouraged
0: yeah and and I'm torn because I agree with you. It definitely, it was a big win for momentum. Now, look, you should beat South Carolina. This is a bad South Carolina team at full strength, and they weren't at full strength, so I don't want to put too much stock in it, but big just to get a win. Bugs has become a guy that I'm comfortable with him 10 or 15 minutes a game. I mean, he is no offensive threat, but he does if Pinson gets a little out of control and, and I did think this was one of X's best games. I mean, 16 points, no turnovers. Uh, You know, he was engaged. He was running the offense, but when they got down to seven, Tillman made two free throws. And then what I thought was the biggest play of the game was Drew Smith had a steal. He laid it up, got a like an NBA-like continuation call and made the free throw. Uh, that pushed it to 12, and, and it was never close after that. Um, but, yeah, they they answered when South Carolina made that push today, and that's what they haven't done the last three games. Um, you know, ultimately, whether we look back at that Georgia game as a turning point is probably going to be figured out by what they do the rest of the year, right? I mean, if they if they get beat by Ole Miss, Georgia was nothing. But if they go on and win – four of their last five, something like that, get up to a five seed. Maybe we look back and go, hey, you know what? They were better for what they went through. And, and it is important to remember, it's a sprint or, or it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, right. you, you, we can't judge every single game. Every team goes through some some valleys.
3: Yeah, and I agree with that. I think we're on the same page as far as the expectations of the team. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm excited. I'm going to the Florida game, the last game. So it'll be the first time I see Mizzou. My wife's a Gator fan, so we're going to be uh, splitting Good. allegiance on that game. Going to be I at odds, be yeah. It, I think that could be a key game, to, to whether we get a five seed or or yeah. seven or eight seed.
0: It, it could be a really big game, really, for both teams, because it's a chance for both teams to earn sort of one of those quad one wins, and there's not that many chances left, especially on Missouri's schedule, uh, to do that. So that game could, could really go a long way, and, and then obviously we'll see if they end up playing LSU or not.
3: All right. All right, all right well, I'll continue listening.
0: Appreciate, appreciate the call, Aaron. Thanks a lot, man. Have a all good day. All right. All right, you do. All right, Aaron. Uh, appreciate Aaron calling from Georgia. He's one of our our regular uh, viewers. So I want to get back to answering Jacob's question about the uh, about the the seeding. So I ran through those five teams, probably kind of competing for the for the five seed, four seed, and it's crazy. Kentucky's one of them, but Kentucky kind of theoretically is one of them if they get hot at the right time. But a big key for Missouri is that they've beaten Alabama. So the way that the SEC is going to break ties for SEC seedings. Now, there's not going to be a five-way tie, right? But let's say there's a three-way tie between, I don't know, Missouri, Tennessee, and Florida. The first thing they're going to do is look at the record against those other teams. So let's say just for the sake of argument, like they're all one and one against each other, you're still tied. The next tiebreaker is... Would be the record against the highest seeded team in the league. Missouri has beaten Alabama and nobody else has. So Missouri is going to win that tiebreaker. Now, there are ways they could lose. I mean, if they end up, if they lose to Ole Miss on Tuesday and it ends up coming down to them and Ole Miss, obviously they're going to lose that tiebreaker. But what I'm saying is if it gets to a point in a multi team situation, where the tiebreaker becomes your record against the top team in the league, Missouri's the only team that that has won that game. So they're going to have the tiebreaker over pretty much everyone that they end up tied with that they didn't lose the season series to. So like they split with Tennessee in all likelihood, you know, they'll own a tiebreaker over Tennessee. Um, they split with Arkansas, they're probably not gonna catch Arkansas, but but could beat Arkansas in a tiebreaker. Now Missouri and Florida only play one time. So if you get in a situation where it comes down to a Missouri-Florida battle for that four seed, Florida's going to win it. But predicting it at this point is virtually impossible. The only thing I can say is if Missouri wins out in the regular season, whether that gets them to – 10-6 10 and 6 or 12 and 6 cuz we don't know if they have 3 games or 5 games left that will mean they will beat an old miss so old miss is out of the picture cuz missouri will have fewer losses they will beat in florida head to head so the best florida could do is tie with missouri in terms of number of losses it, but again we get into the tricky situation of seeding is done by win percentage this year so florida just lost another game so you could get in a situation where, like, Missouri ends up ten and six, and Florida ends up nine and six. And even though Missouri won more games and has a better record, uh, or I'm sorry, Missouri ends up ten and six, and Florida ends up eleven and six. In that situation, Florida wins because of winning percentage. Or Missouri ends up ten and six, and Florida ends up ten and five because they played fewer games. You know, they they and the numbers aren't exactly working out, but you get my point you might get to the end of the year and teams haven't played the same number of games. In that case, it's going to go by win percentage. It's why it's so hard to figure out standings right now because Alabama after today will have played 14 games, Arkansas 13, LSU 13, Tennessee 14, Florida 12, Missouri 13. I mean, it's just it's all different number of games up and down the league, so it's kind of hard to assess where everybody ends up. The bigger picture, though, is NCAA tournament seeding. Missouri, we know, before the three-game losing streak was at a four. Obviously not there. Joe Lenardi had him this morning at a six. I don't think this win does anything to push that up, but it probably also doesn't hurt you. I mean, you're not going to get worse by by winning a game by 15 points on the road. I wouldn't think. This was a – I think it's still a quad three win because, like, South Carolina is way down there in, in the net, and – uh and in Kenpom and I can get you the net rankings. I, I'm not positive they're probably as of this morning I don't think they've been updated since the game. Missouri came in at number 43 in the net. Um this this win is not going to help them in that. I wouldn't think they will go up. They might even to be honest drop a couple spots. South Carolina was number 116. So as a road game let me see if that I don't remember the definition of of how the quad the quad games work I'm gonna have to look up these numbers South Carolina at number 116 that would be a okay that's a quad two win um, because it's on the road basically anybody 135 or higher that's a quad two win so it, it, it is a decent win for Missouri, but not a win that's going to help you a whole lot. So, as of today, I think Missouri's probably on the six line. And what that always means is, just based on matchups and based on what happens elsewhere, hey, they could be a 5, they could be a 7, but they're in that area um, of the 5-7 to seven range as of today. So, um, once again, phone lines open if you want to give us a call, 573-234-4935. But while we've got a minute, we'll, uh, we'll jump into, uh, into some of the chat questions here. Uh, welcome back, Tilly. Awesome to see him not miss a free throw. Yeah, uh, I mean, when he comes back, you're not sure what to expect out of out of Jeremiah, right? I mean, he's been home for a week. Obviously, a tough year for the kid. He's now lost both grandmas. He he paid tribute to him on the on his shoes. You, you don't really know what to expect. So to see him play the way he did was definitely impressive. And uh and let's go now to the three one four area code. Who's on the phone?
3: Hey, Gabe, this is Elias.
0: What's up, man? How are you?
3: Doing well. How about yourself?
0: Hanging in. You know, uh, uh, always a little easier to talk about a win.
3: I bet. All right. Quick question for you. No need to take too long to answer. And I'm just curious, maybe I've, maybe I've missed something, but do we know anything more about like SEC makeup games or some of the nope. scheduling things that are going to happen? Cause I know like A&M hasn't played since January. So right. that game's probably getting canceled. I assume, you know, there's still a couple makeup games with Vandy and LSU that are kind of sitting out there. Like, is there any news on kind of how some of these games we made up you know, is every team still going to play 18 conference games? Just, Kind of curious if I've missed something. I'll hang up and listen to
0: the answer. Appreciate the call, Eliah. Um, At this point, I would be stunned if everybody plays 18. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like you said, so Texas A&M right now has played eight conference games. They're not packing 10 conference games into the next three weeks. Uh, Vanderbilt has played 12 after today. South Carolina, 12. Florida, 12. So, like, there are they're teams that are clearly not going to get to 18. Texas A&M is going to be important in all this because Missouri is supposed to play uh, A&M at home next Saturday. Um, they've already missed games against Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Florida, Alabama, and Arkansas. So the, Arkansas lost two games against Texas A&M. They're supposed to play Kentucky on two, on Wednesday, Missouri on Saturday, and Mississippi State on March 3rd, which would be the following Wednesday. So – um. You know, how quickly they can get back on the court is is going to impact a bunch of teams. Uh, you mentioned Missouri's already lost home games against LSU and Vanderbilt, and that's a big deal for Missouri. I mean, if if you lose the, the A&M game, you've now lost three games, and they've all been home games. At least two of them you'd be heavy favorites in. The third one, you know, at home, I, I think you'd be a favorite. But um, it, Missouri – if they don't lose the A&M game, they've still got a shot to get to 18. I think they could still make up the LSU and Vandy games because they've got that that stretch at the end uh, where they've left a week open. It's not a full week, but they've left like four days open, I think, to make, game, make games up. I'm going to look up the exact dates for you here in a minute. So Missouri is supposed to finish the regular season on uh, March 3rd against Florida. March 3rd, as far as a day of the week, is a Wednesday. The SEC tournament starts the following Wednesday, March 10th. So theoretically, you could do something where you have, you know, like LSU and Vandy both come to Columbia, and you could play like a, I don't know, maybe a Friday-Sunday, maybe even a a Friday-Monday, a Friday- Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know. You could play both those games if you wanted to. You could get both those games in that kind of lag between March 3rd and when Missouri would actually open play in the SEC tournament, which probably won't be till March 11th or 12th. Um it's going to be tough. I don't know that Missouri's going to get to 18 if they don't play A M next week, I don't see any way Missouri gets to eighteen, to be quite honest. So and there's no way everybody in the league's getting to 18. I mean A and M I guarantee isn't. Florida probably isn't. South Carolina almost certainly isn't. But uh, you know, we'll uh we'll we'll see how many they end up with as uh, as we get there. Um okay, let's see. Rolling through, we got a lot of comments about the baseball game in the uh second half. Um Adam Schlittler says, I love what Torrance Watson is doing with his minutes off the bench, understands and plays his role well. Yeah, uh, let's see what Torrance did today. He was scored seven points, just one of four from the field, but he did go 4 for 4 from the line. He got two rebounds. Uh, he was plus eight in 15 minutes. Uh, you know, if, if you can get seven points out of Torrance in 15 minutes, hey, you need to take that all night long. Seven points, a couple rebounds, you know, no turnovers played um played his role yeah it, he hadn't played much all season but uh Javon Pickett at one point walked off hurt he came back but he only played 16 minutes so if Watson can be a fill in for Pickett if Pickett either is hurt or not or in foul trouble or not playing well that day I think Conzo Martin will take that, and and he has specifically mentioned a couple times wanting to get Torrance Watson more minutes. So that that uh that definitely um is something that can help this team I think going forward. Um, David Newman says today was not about seeds; it was about the reset, refresh, exhale button. I think you're largely right. Um, this was just about get a win. I just any way you can just get a win feel good about yourself have a fun flight home have everybody back on the roster in the locker room all those things were accomplished so i think that was good um ed is also pointing out drew bugs as one of the callers did yeah let's see uh let's see what bugs was today he had 17 minutes he was plus 10 when he was on the floor three points three assists did have two turnovers, uh, one of them an offensive foul, had a steal. So I'd say net positive player. Um, but obviously, look, Bugs is a guy to give t- give Pinson a break, right? Um, and there may be a game here and there, like happened at, at Georgia, honestly, where Pinson wasn't playing well and they asked more out of Bugs. Now, my guess is when that happens, it's not going to be good for Missouri. You want X Pinson playing more minutes than Bugs. You want him being a guy you can count on, like he was today, seven to fifteen from the floor, sixteen points, two steals, one assist, no turnovers in twenty-four minutes. You take that. Now, if Pinson's playing poorly, you're going to have to give Bugs more minutes. But I don't think those games will turn out well because Bugs just isn't going to score. And yeah, he might facilitate the offense a little bit better, but it is a net negative. In the minutes that you are trading Pinson for Bugs. Now, you can do that for, you know, 12 minutes a game, something like that. If you get into the range where you're doing that for 22, 23 minutes a game, that's not good for Missouri. So, overall, yes, Bugs can fill a role, but Pinson's the guy you want out there. Um,. Cam saying Mizzou's probably sitting around a seven seed right now, right? And we talked about that a little bit. Seven is in play. I would say they're probably a six as of right now. But, look, I mean, you know, there's 800 bracketologies out there, so you never know. I mean, it depends on who's doing which one. Um let's see see. Uh, keep on rolling through the comments. Um Pleased to see that Parker did not go back to sitting for 38 or 39 minutes Yeah, Parker Brown today played 14 minutes. And, you know, you are seeing now, I think that the rotation has expanded a little bit. Missouri played 10 guys, and they all played at least 14 minutes. Brown, Parker Brown, 14. Torrance Watson, 15. Javon Pickett, 16. Drew Bugs 17. Uh, Mitchell Smith, 16. And then the other five uh, played at least played between twenty one and thirty one. Actually, Drew Smith was the only player to play more than twenty four. And Conzo talked yesterday about getting some guys some more rest. I think today is what he would like to do in these last few games of the regular season. Now, I'm be honest. You get into NCAA tournament play. I don't think you're seeing 15 minutes of Torrance Watson. I don't think you're seeing 14 minutes of Parker Brown. I don't think you're seeing 17 minutes of Drew Bugs. I think you're seeing, ideally, 31 minutes out of Jeremiah Tillman, not 21. 34 minutes out of Pinson, not 24. 36 minutes out of Drew Smith, not 31. 31 minutes out of Mark Smith, not 23. But to get to that point and stay healthy and fresh... You need days like today where all those guys are seeing a reduction in minutes. You you need that against Vanderbilt if that game's made up, against Texas AM if that game's happens next week, if you can afford to do it against Ole Miss. Um, you know, now now in some games, hey, at Florida, you might have to play those guys a little bit more, but SEC tourney, your first game, if your first game's against like a 10 seed, hey, those guys don't have to play 32, 33 minutes. You don't need to wear them down this is a marathon, not a sprint. and i we often, and I include myself in that loose sight of that. Um, but you don't want to be playing these guys thirty five minutes a game just you know to to have to beat South Carolina. So a, a day like today where you're able to not only win but to rest some legs of some of those guys, I, I think could really pay benefits for uh, Missouri down the stretch run. Uh, Cam saying with all the SEC looking mediocre, what is Mizzou's most impressive win right now? It, it's between two. It's either Illinois or Alabama. I mean, Alabama's really good guys. They're they're going to be a two seed in this NCAA tournament unless the bottom falls out. Um, Illinois is is probably a one or a two seed. Uh, so it's between those two. The Oregon win is looking a little bit better. They struggled and now are now are improving. But, yeah, it's either the Illinois win or the Alabama win is the most important – or not most important, but the biggest win that they've had so far this season. Um, Let's see. uh, Rolling on. Okay, Case says, I don't think South Carolina is as bad of a team as some think. They gave Alabama a big scare last week. I mean – they're capable on some days of of playing all right but you know overall the bottom line is they're 5 and 11 they're 3 and 9 in SEC play uh, now look a lot of that has to do with covid right they they haven't really gotten ever into a rhythm i mean their first game of the season was canceled then they played 3 then they had four more canceled um but they have been on the floor consistently since early january and you know they've they beat AM, then lost to lsu lost to mizzou lost to auburn by a bunch beat georgia lost to vandy beat florida which is i'm not sure how that happened but they've lost five in a row um lost by 20 to tennessee lost by 15 to mizzou today Lost by 16 to Mississippi State not long ago. I mean, they're they're not a good team. It's okay to say they're not good. Uh, doesn't mean you apologize for beating them. But they're not good. And today, again, they weren't at full strength. I mean, Jermaine Cuisnard and uh, and Justin Manaya, who are two of their top four players, probably didn't play. So Missouri didn't exactly beat you know a a powerhouse today. But they won, and and that's all that matters. Um, okay. Let's see. Keep rolling. Um, Mike Kelly said the last time that five Mizzou players went into double figures was against Georgia last year at Mizzou Arena. So uh, that answers that question from earlier on the call. I believe it was Jacob who had that question. So appreciate somebody giving me um, that information because I didn't have it. Okay. Jake says that this win bumped Mizzou up eight spots on Ken Palm, which, yeah, that's a little bit weird. Um, I Okay. Good for them. Um, you know, I'm not sure I get it, but good for them. Uh, Kobe Brown, Todd says Kobe Brown has great vision, sees the floor great, going to do- develop into a dominant college player. I, I think dominant is probably a little much. But I, I think there's been a benefit to Tillman being out in that Kobe has gotten more assertive and more aggressive, especially offensively. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's a, a possible thing that could, could give Missouri some some assistance down the road. I mean, let's say you get into a postseason game and Tillman does have a little foul trouble. Well, Kobe Brown knows he can go score 20 at some point because he's scored 20 now. So, um, And and he generally is a guy that when Tillman's there and when Pinson and Drew are playing well, is fine not being the leading scorer. Is fine being a guy that gets eight points and eight rebounds. You know, we've seen games like that out of him. So I think he, he is a very good role player this year. He... He's going to be the guy they look to next year. He'll probably lead the team in scoring if everybody leaves that we expect to leave next year. Uh, but this year, that certainly is not his role. Um, Steve brings up a good point. Love Pickett would sit him for a week or two to get healthy. Look, I I brought this up last week. I wouldn't have been playing Javon Pickett for the last two or three games. Because just because the doctors say he can play... I don't know. I I, I mean, he keeps limping off. He keeps not looking healthy. I would have sat him um, to be quite honest, Um, you know, just to make sure he's 100 percent for the stretch run. Uh, But we'll see how it goes. T rise brings up a good point. Justin Minaya played in this game. He did. He played 27 minutes. He scored five points on one of five shootings, so maybe that's why I didn't notice him. Uh, he was minus 15 when he was on the floor, the worst plus minus for South Carolina. But, yeah, uh, fair point. Uh, he did play in this game, and and, and I honestly just kind of kind of didn't notice him. So, uh, yeah, Missouri, a, again, gets the win. Um, 93-78 did what it needed to do today, um, a balanced attack. Jeremiah Tillman, really good game. X-Penson, another really good game. Mark Smith, a game that you hope is is getting him back. Two straight games now, last two games I think he's averaged 12 and six. If you could get that out of Mark Smith, man, you would take that and and run with it all day long. So uh, Missouri gets a win it it needed to get. Uh, I want to take a look before we before we wrap things up here around the rest of the SEC. A couple of weird things happened. Uh, early Vanderbilt took Alabama to the wire. Um, now Alabama did end up winning that game, but I don't think anybody saw that coming. 82 78 Kentucky absolutely dominated Tennessee in Knoxville. Um, Kentucky's weird, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to start saying they're going to get hot, but all year long, you haven't wanted to be the team that was on the other side when Kentucky kind of put it together. And Maybe they – I didn't watch a lot of that game, but but maybe they did today. Uh, Florida is currently up 15 on Georgia, 62-47. They're going to win that game. And LSU has just kind of held Auburn at about a 20-point uh, deficit most of the day. 15 minutes left in that one. They're up 64-45. You would certainly imagine they'll win. Ole Miss and Mississippi State tonight. And, again, Arkansas and Texas A&M postponed because Texas A&M may never play another basketball game ever so what that does to the standings again alabama on top of the league standings at 13-1 magic number to win the sec is one then uh, in second place after today arkansas and lsu should be tied at nine and four um tennessee Let's see. It's the whole winning percentage thing. So technically after today's games, Florida will probably be in fourth place at seven and five with Tennessee next at eight and six. Ole Miss has a chance to get to eight and six Missouri at seven and six Kentucky at seven and seven. And then you've got kind of that bottom half of the league. So it's really going to come down to Tennessee, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, Kentucky. One of those teams is probably going to get a double by the other ones are not, um, So that is where we stand right now. Uh, Case says Alabama is so overrated, I'll believe it, when they beat one good team. Let me look at Alabama's schedules so far. Um, We know the non-conference wasn't great. Five and three, the best win was, I don't know, Providence, I guess. Um, Let's see what they've done in the SEC. I mean, they beat Ole Miss by 18. They won at Tennessee. They beat Florida by 15. They beat Auburn. They beat Kentucky by 20. They beat Arkansas by 31. They beat LSU by 30. (laughs) They beat Mississippi State by 18. Kentucky again. Lost to OU. Beat LSU by 18. Uh, Lost to Mizzou. Beat South Carolina. Beat Georgia by 33. It's two things. Not only are they winning, they're winning huge. Um... But, like, I don't know. If you don't think Alabama's any good, then you don't think Missouri's any good. You don't think anybody's in the SEC is any good. Alabama's going to get a two-seed probably. It could be a three, but they're probably getting a two-seed. Um, I don't know. If, if you don't think Alabama's good, I, I don't know who you think is good. Um, they're 18-5. They're 13-1 and one in the SEC. They are blowing teams off the floor. I mean, they're they're not scraping by in these games. They've They've beaten LSU twice by an average of 24 points. They led Arkansas by 30 in the first half. And and I know those aren't great teams, but they're NCAA tournament teams. I mean, Arkansas and LSU are right around the same place Missouri is. Those are near locks for an NCAA tournament bid at this point in time. So, I I mean, if you're not impressed with Alabama, then you just don't think anybody in the country is any good. Um, Bryce wanted to know Mitch, Mitchell Smith's plus minus and how many minutes he played. He only played 16 minutes. Uh, In this game, I believe that was the number. Yeah, 16 minutes, he was plus eight. He took one shot. Uh, Didn't score four rebounds, one assist, and three fouls in 16 minutes. So, again, Missouri played 10 guys. Um, Nine of them were between 14 and 24 minutes. So, I I think that's something that Conzo would like to do for the rest of the regular season. So, Missouri off now until Tuesday night. Uh, the the Tigers will host Ole Miss. Again, Ole Miss at 5 o'clock playing uh, Mississippi State. I believe that game's in Oxford. Uh, so, Mizzou's going to host Ole Miss in a game that could could factor into a lot of tiebreakers and, and things like that on Tuesday night. Game's at 8 o'clock. I don't know where it's televised. You can look it up at some point between now and Tuesday. Uh, Tigers 14-6 and into three-game losing streak. Jeremiah Tillman, great. X-Penson, Drew Smith, Mark Smith all very good. Kobe Brown, Played an important role, and uh, Konzo Martin gets win number 250. Appreciate you guys hanging out here with me. Uh, It's a nice day outside. The calls have have been pretty slow, so I think we're good. We're going to wrap this one up, and we will talk to you next time Tuesday night for Mizzou and Ole Miss.